All right, you tub thumpers. It's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Pat Sellers. I'm Simon Blanford. I'm Sean Kelly. And we wish it was the 90s. Welcome back, everyone, to take two of our introduction of this episode. But more importantly... (laughs) To the podcast where we talk about random things from the 90s from a very uneducated, highly biased New Zealand perspective. Uh, Today, we're back to the now famed and highly coveted Wish It Was the 90s Awards and the year in question, 1997. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into it, though, if everyone wants a clock back to 1991... The podcast episode that is not the actual year. Uh, Sam opened with a chat about um, how long do you have before you're allowed to say Happy New Year, and um, it really, uh, really sat with me. And when I was emailing people for my uh, other job, um, I was still saying it, and then I would put in brackets afterwards. Can you even say that in February? <laughs> Great gag. Yeah. So jokey at work. <laughs> um, but anyway. It's the wackiness, uh, I can't stand. <laughs> so, 97, take you back. People's sexiest, People's Magazine's sexiest man, George Clooney. Mm. IBM's big blue AI defeated chess champion, Gary Kasparov. First time AI won a chess, uh, beat the chess champion. Jenny Shipley was New Zealand's first female prime minister. And Netscape was the internet browser of choice. Um, Just a reminder on how the awards work. Uh, We have um, some categories, music, film, TV, gaming, sport, history, and an overall winner. Um, And just to point out once again, um, so I think there might be some controversial topics today. So I want to make it very clear that these are just our opinions um, and we'd like to hear yours. Um, and we'd like you to reflect on yours when you realise that ours are right. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least we had opinions last time. Simon just skipped about three categories. There was a few categories in this one where it was, it was a, I, fe- I think this was a really weird one where there was either a plethora of options or I was quite stuck, which was odd. Uh, but I thought before the options we did... were all shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before we get stuck in though, um, 1997 being a year where we were all, um, semi-functioning humans, I'm just going to do it around the table of, uh, how old did you turn in 1997? Uh, we'll go with you, Simon. How old did you turn? I turned 11 in December 1997. Nice. Pat? Glad I got to go second, so I don't have to work out the mass. Yeah, 11. <laughs> uh, I knew it was my date of birth. <laughs> and uh, Sammy? Uh, a little bit better than um, when I was one in 1991. I was eight <laughs> in 1997. So I, I do have first-hand experience for this one. Yeah, I turned 10 in 1997. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, so some of this, it's interesting still, some of the stuff that I picked at least, I didn't watch or you know, play or whatever in 1997, um, and some things I definitely did. Um, So we'll kick things off as we always do with our music section, which is divided into two 
separate sections, best single and best album. And um, we'll start with you, Sam. Best single. Look, there are some absolute crackers that I remember from 1997. And actually, um, we, we had a few cassettes of Now That's What I Call Music. And I believe the one that probably got played the most was Now That's What I Call Music 6, which had a number of these songs on it. Um, But my uh, single is not on that album, and it is Michael Barrymore's See You When You Get There. (laughs) Fantastic tune. Actually by by Coolio. Coolio done a cover of it that year, eh? I heard they did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely ripper tune. That is a ripper tune. All right, we'll uh, we'll defer to uh, Patty. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. There's a long list of singles that could have been this, and uh, I've forgotten about. Uh, now that's what I call music. Mm. Came around. What? When did Kicking start coming out? Do you ever have the Kicking tapes? I was more of a hundred percent hits man myself, but <laughs> I had the um, the first and only what was supposed to be a now type of series, but only one album ever got released called Fat Tracks. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> was it PH Fat? Of course, it was PH. Yeah, it would it would? I remember having Kicking Eight and it had uh, Shafu chains on it. It was a ripper. Um, yeah, long list uh, that could have been selected here. So I was torn. Um, <laughs> I was split between a couple of songs. And my left hand, there was song one or there was song two. Um, so I had to think truly, madly, deeply about it. And I've ended up with the same pick as Sam because I'm a nice. of this podcast. <laughs> so go back and w- listen to uh, the Cringe Factor episode if you want to see the original version of <laughs> See You When You Get There. But Coolio's version in 97 is pretty good as well. Make it three out of three. Simon, yeah. do you have a selection that doesn't reference our podcast? Or <laughs> I'd just like to shout out to those puns, first of all, from Pat. They were outstanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. 97 was probably like... I fell for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the golden era of me listening to pop. Um, so 97 to 99, probably like I was listening to the Hot Nine at Nine at 91ZM. And I was the eldest, so I didn't realise... Yeah, when I got to high school, I was just an absolute laughing stock because I listened to 91ZM because I didn't have an older brother to tell me, don't listen to that. So this was my absolute peak of pop. So some massive hits that year. I remember I'll Be Missing You, Puff Daddy, Feet Faith mm. Evans, uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems, of course, um, Candle in the Wind, which we might touch on later, the re-release <laughs> of that. Um and just a shout out to one of my favourite uh, earworms of 1997, Semi Charmed Life uh, by Third oh, yeah. Eye Blind, which is just basically about crystal meth. But uh, I was a you know, 10-year-old me was just bopping along and singing along to that song. That was an absolute banger as well. But a I real think happy my, tune. Yeah, absolutely. Real happy tune, but actually about doing crystal meth all the time. Um, my favourite song of 1997, which again was made fun of by the uh, popular kids. Mbop by Hanson. Absolute banger. Mm. And uh, that's mm. my choice. Mm. Oh. Absolutely hated that song. Um, it's a fair um, selection for 97, though. 
Yeah. It was everywhere. Yep. Yeah, it was. I remember it getting absolutely blasted about 15 times at the St. Peter and Paul's 1997 disco. What a disco, <laughs> Um, also, good reference point, a girl that I had a massive crush on um, turned up to that disco in a Charlotte Hornet starter jacket, and my crush only intensified. Mm. Um, it would. Yeah. It would. Um, my selection for best song of 1997 and arguably all time is Robbie Williams' Angels. Ooh. Strong. Very um, strong. Now, do you guys want to do albums or honourable mentions of songs? Uh, I know Simon's already done his honourable mentions. Um, we'll forgive him for that. Um, <laughs> should we do albums and then we can just do honourable mentions? Because some of mine are like yeah, we can cover them both. songs from albums, I guess. Mm. All right. So um, best album. Um, Sammy, we'll go to you again. Thanks. Um couple of ones that I think other people will mention, um, which I'll leave, just because I'm not probably that big of a fan of Radiohead. Um, but is that between two and Simon mentioned Mo Money, Mo Problems, um, Life After Death, Notorious B.I.G., uh, released two weeks after his death. Um, and, Where can they rename and, it? <laughs> um, and... Spice World. Uh, again, referring to a um, a great podcast that we did earlier uh, in our careers, um, mm-hmm. and I've gone with Spice World. That's nice. a phenomenal pick. A lot of lot of fans of Wish Were the Nineties on this podcast. Petty, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your album? Um, it's quite funny you're mentioning your '97 uh, disco. Uh, we didn't have a disco that year for Eastern Hut. Um, we had like a weird movie night sleeping type thing at the hall that also featured a um, a talent show. That sounds bloody lame. I don't even know how I'm going to explain this. This is probably <laughs> the weirdest and funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Bear in mind we were 11 years old. My favourite album, or my album for this reason, is The Prodigy, The Fat of the Land. <laughs> and uh, I, I had a friend, we'll call him Yannick, and um, <laughs> at 11 years old, his entry to the talent show was on the stage, he brought out a chair, and he brought out a teddy bear and sat it on that chair, handed uh, one of the teachers his CD or cassette, and it blasted smack my bitch up, <laughs> smack my bitch up, while he ran out with a bat and beat the teddy bear. And the the music didn't get pulled for like way too long. There was a teacher like screaming through, like trying to get to it. You just hear this. Um, for that reason, I always have very fond memories of uh, Prodigy. <laughs> uh, just from one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Um, Yannick S. No, that's too obvious. Let's just call him J. Stefanski. <laughs> Was it the real Yannick or is it the fake Yannick? Uh, it, it was. It was our one. Oh, so it's not. It's not. It's not your Yannick. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different one. Oh shit! I take, um, take, take it. Sorry. Sorry, Yannick. 
Yeah. Um. <laughs> wow. It was genius. <laughs> guy was an absolute genius. Uh, you guys know, uh, Simon, you definitely know who he's talking about. Um, French first name, Scottish last name. Of course. Yeah. Um, hey, we're, not trying to, we're not trying to put him in here. But it's by far, <laughs> it's probably not even in his top 20 dumb things he's done. If he was here, he would have told that story. He loves that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Simon, your album, your album, please. Maybe save yes. your honourable mentions for that section. Will do. So, uh, thank you, thank you. Um, that's good hosting. Uh, for best song, I kind of went with pop um, and songs that sort of big up ZM and not Hot Night at Nine. But so for this one, it's pretty good, hard to go past OK Computer by Radiohead, Paranoid Android, Karma Police, No Surprises, and Lucky. Just four of the great songs of that album. And um, yeah, be rude not to pick that one. To be honest. Mm. That's good. So that was probably my number two. Um, and I did, uh, well, at least top three, I'd say. And I did think about this long and hard. And I th- I found this hard because there were lots of albums I knew, but not lots of albums that I'd actually listened to that I mm. could put on and, you know, I guess enjoy from track one to track finish. So that made it really difficult. Um, and so... I ended up going with Urban Hymns by The Verve. Mm. It's a a really, really Mm. good album, and it's a bit of a journey. Um, And obviously, um, Bittersweet Symphony is an absolute belter, but there's probably four or five really good songs. Definitely not the best single. Definitely not the best single on that album, though. Drugs Don't Work. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely dominates Bittersweet Symphony. That was um, up there on my best single. Yeah. Drugs Don't Work is great. Um, right, so honourable mentions. I'll run through a couple. I'm sure you guys have got some as well. Um, Candle in the Wind came up. Um, I guess Tub Thumping was alluded to at the start of the podcast. Um, uh, personally, I'm still a really big fan of Everybody by the Backstreet Boys. Sure. Um, very more, Feather, isn't it? Feather the Land obviously got Pat's pick. And then, uh, uh, Wu Tang Forever, uh, including the song Triumph, which is absolutely incredible, but just uh, a really, really awesome Wu Tang album. Those are my honorable mentions. Anyone else got any? Uh, yeah, just uh, Sugar Sugar, How You Get So Fly, Fly by Sugar Ray. Uh, and Barbie Girl by Aqua. I had uh, Big Willie Style. Oh. And the Color and the Shape Foo Fighters. Um, and I think all my singles were covered. Yeah. Great stuff. I just wanted to mention, um, I'd looked very, very closely at the Spice Girls. Um, and obviously in terms of their impact on the music industry and to some extent the field the, the film industry see our episode on that um <laughs> why i didn't put them in is their debut album spice which was massive uh came out in 96 um wannabe also came out in 1996 but um was actually both released in the states in 97 january so that's when they really exploded um 
So, Wannabe was the highest ever debut song by a non-American act, beating the previous holders, The Beatles. Mm. Um, and the joint highest entry for a debut act with Alanis Morissette's Ironic. How'd they get the time um, to write all those songs? <laughs> Wannabe was number one in the US for you, four weeks. I just think the same thing about the Munchies, to be honest with you, Pat. They're up there with True okay. Bliss. Best-selling album of 97 in the US, like seven times platinum, just absolutely ridiculous. And um, that album is the best-selling album of all time by an all-female group. One honourable mention after Sean talks about uh, the Spice Girls' entire discography. Uh, Time Out of of Mind, um, Bob Dylan. Can anybody guess which album it was? I'll tell you, his 30th studio album. Beast. A couple of amazing songs on that. Not Dark Yet, which is a ripper. And for all you kids at home, uh, Make You Feel My Love, which uh, was made more famous by Adele. Mm. Hmm. That's all. That's just what I meant. Anytime I can mention Bob Dylan, I'll try and do it. All right. So I feel like our overall winner there was um, Michael Barrymore. (laughs) 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 Throws a hell of a pool party. (laughs) And and because we had four different albums, Michael Barrymore just wins the whole music section. Yeah, nice. Nice, Michael. Oh, he did do uh, Puff Daddy as well, didn't he? Yeah, I'll be missing you. Anyone's got a link to that clip? Uh, hit us up. We'd love to see mm-hmm. it. Should we move into the film category? Mm, let's go with films. Okay. So we'll start with best animated film. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll go reverse order. So I'll go first. And I like to confess that um, a number of the f- animated films that came out in 97 I haven't seen. There was one on there that I knew if I had seen it, I would have picked it. But in good conscience, I couldn't do that. So instead, I've gone with Anastasia. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, so that goes to you, Simon. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these films, so I'm out of this category, sorry. Oh, sounds about right. I can't believe you uh, haven't used <laughs> Anastasia as a history teaching tool for, uh, for, for Russia and Rasputin's ghost. Yeah, I should have. Um, recently debunked the, the fact that Anastasia is uh, possibly still alive so, or, you know, will survive the shooting. So can't, unfortunately, and haven't seen any of those films. So uh, I'm out for the second time in a row on Best Animated Film. Thank you, everybody. Give the people what they want. Eddie? Uh, I can weigh in this time round on the animated Ooh. film. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Hercules. That was what I was alluding to. I remember the Pizza Hut toys, and I remember really enjoying my little, I don't know, it was rubbery plastic Pegasus, um, which I've also found it found on eBay, eBay for $20, the old Pizza Hut toy. So um, just seeing how this auction goes as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> if we were live, we could turn this into a telethon and get people to back you. <laughs> Same. Apple. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, flubber. Not animated, right? No. It needs to be fully animated. All right. Fully animated. Obviously, that'd be the number one pick. 
Between, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> between Hercules and Anastasia, and just uh, because I had a few toys like Black Pat, and um, I think we had the demo or something on PS1 of Hercules, Hercules. and played it a yeah, lot. Uh, Hercules. Yeah, good reasons. Good reasons. That's fair. That's a win to Hercules, and that's fair enough. It's pretty slim pickings, though. Yeah, it was slim pickings. Yeah. Um, you know what wasn't slim pickings? Best film. Uh, li- live films. Live action, oh, no, as they no, call no. them. Mm. Yeah, flubber. What? So just to clarify, Sean, just to clarify, mm-hmm. I'm not doing honourable mentions. Not until we get to the honourable mention section. Very good. But you, Very if you good. had a, if you had a real tough toss up, you could talk about that, I guess. Uh, no, I'm, I'm getting the hang of this thing now. All right, I'm. I'll, I'll we'll keep, keep the same order for this one. Uh, I'll go first, and I did have a really tough time on this, but I went with Con Air. Ooh, honourable mention for me. Honourable mention for me, Sean. So you're not, you get no complaints from me about that one. And now to you, Simon. Um, yeah, look. Big, um, I'm a big, as Pat alluded to, I'm a big fan of this podcast. So I couldn't go past 997's Australian movie, The Castle. Mm, great selection. Eddie? Uh, I'm going to go with Goodwill Hunting, mostly because we, it was pretty early days of me and Alice dating. For some reason, I put it on when we got Real back early, 10 years old, really at like, I don't know, 1 a.m., real boost, and basically talked about how I liked oh, the movie, and, and, then, and then misquoted the entire movie for a good 90 minutes. Don't know how she's still here. Is this the same night that you got the guitar out and performed for her, or? We're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different night. Okay. <laughs> I had to go home to get it. I'll mention a few um, honourable <laughs> mentions before I mention my top one, um, Sean, and then other people can weigh in with their honourable mentions. Um, Before you do, can I ask? Can I ask Pat whether the song he sang was 1997's "Good Riddance Time of Your Life," the song that every single person played on the guitar? There's a very strong chance that was one of the songs. Yeah, <laughs> it was yes. a full set. <laughs> yes. Are you Sorry, sure it wasn't Sam. a certain prodigy song? Oh God, poor old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't in my repertoire. So, yes, I did have um, all the above mentioned in my honourable mentions. Uh, Donnie Brasco, also mentioned. Um, Men in Black, fantastic movie. Um, yeah, that can't be considered because Will Smith's been cancelled. Oh, mm, tough that. Um, Bean, the movie. Mm. Out in 97, the best, uh, yeah, <laughs> pulling the fingers, that's such a good uh, yeah. scene. So uh, is that, is, that's also my honourable mention, by the way. Uh, Boogie Nights and Titanic, Ooh. obviously huge at the time. But my in my top three movies of all time is La Vita e Bella. 
Life is Beautiful. Mm, great film. Excellent great film. choice. Um, good that you brought up Titanic because, I mean, it's... It is also not only was it wildly popular and you know a ridiculously um, successful movie, but it is good. It is really good. It's great. Uh, Can I just um, the Bean thing just on Bean <clears throat> moment like genuine? I'm not being sarcastic at all. The moment where Bean, like you re- you see what he's done to the painting. <laughs> And it's been rubbed out. You see just like his little drawing replacing Whistler's mother's face. It's just an absolute, like, not being sarcastic, absolutely hilarious, yeah. hilarious moment. I think the other thing about the Bean movie compared to Mr. Bean, which I recently learned is ridiculously short and only like seven episodes or something. But there are some genuine moments in that movie that um, hit you in the feels, um, which you wouldn't expect. It is a great movie. Um, Yeah, so we talked about Titanic. Um, Obviously, um, when Nick Cage is running hot, he's running hot. Face Off is excellent. Um, Sure. Liar Liar, excellent. Um, Is he? Big fan of uh, Air Force One. Get off my plane. <laughs> um, and I, w- I want to give a very special mention to Starship Troopers, um, which was way ahead of its time. Um, at the time, nobody got that movie. And then retrospectively, people have gone back and realized that this is an incredibly well put together satire of um, fascism. Um, and it's, 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 ve- it's very, very clever disguised as just a you know futuristic sci-fi um so that's awesome um and i guess a shout out to batman and robin spawn and steel for killing the superhero genre uh, until the dark knight trilogy <laughs> yeah if people you see the video of my face i was like uh, pulling a face when you were saying batman and robin there but he really <laughs> uh any other honorable mentions uh, it was Georgia the Jungle there. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that wasn't mentioned. That's a good film. Disney's number one grossing film of 1997, which kind of shows you how terribly Disney went that year. Chasing Amy was it 97? Enjoy that film. So how do we pick a winner here? You can't. All right. It's a tie. <laughs> but Simon loses for skipping a category. So first yeah. equal for three of us and Simon last. Yeah. Right, fair enough. I'll accept that. All right. Wear it like next, a badge of honor. <laughs> next section. Television. Um oh, good stuff. So we've got animated and we've got series. Um a bit of a reverse here. I found animated um there were some oh. good options and I found series and possibly hard. Mm. Um, so I'll, I'm just, just going to try and randomise the order here with Pat. Uh, yeah, I went with shows that debuted 97. So my honour rules um, were Dharma and Greg. Just are we doing, we're doing animated. And Oh, animated. Are we yeah. going animated first? Oh, yeah, there's, animated. There's a, it's, it's a dead set winner in this if you're going yeah. debut. Uh, should we all say the same thing on three? Well, I won't be saying the same thing as you guys. Neither. Well, let's... I'm upset. South Park. 
no. <laughs> Got to be South Park. Uh, Honourable mentions to Recess and the Angry Beavers, but South Park, definitely number one, released in 97. I'm going to argue with that. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, a big fan, I'm a big fan of South Park, but um, the first five or six seasons are almost unwatchable. We're, at the time when you're 11 years old, they were... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's let's not yeah. let's not lie. And I'll admit that I wore Cartman silk boxes to <laughs> that said disco. They would have been real <laughs> expensive from that like gift store in the hut. What was that called? The guy that had the Austin Powers car, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan phone. Yeah. They would go in just to play with that Michael Jordan phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. they were real expensive lava lamps. <laughs> Uh, no, All right. So, Bob, I'm with you, Bob, by the way. What did South Park? What's your pick, Sammy? Oh, Pat did his bloody honourable mentions. Yeah. Stop. Took, 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 took my recess. Yeah, recess. Recess, right. Yeah, recess is fantastic. I'd really like to do an episode of recess um, in the yeah. future of this podcast, if possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Recess for me is also my pick. Um, I agree with Sean why I didn't pick South Park, though South Park's, you know, one of the best shows ever, one of the most important shows of all time. I just agree with Bob. Um, and Recess, just similar to quite a few of those Nickelodeon shows, quite adult humour at times as well, whilst also appealing to kids. Sam and I, as kids, always used to repeat that um, joke that TJ Detweiler, our protagonist, would say, We'll just cut to Detweiler and he'd say, so then Principal Prickly said, that's not a kindergartner, that's my wife. <laughs> uh. I thought, I thought in particular, Sam, but I thought everyone was going to pick Pokemon. Uh, it was between Recess and Pokemon. It was an honourable mention for me. I didn't watch Recess. Didn't like it. Um, so I went Pokemon. Okay, interesting. Wow. Best series was, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I did. I tried to pick something that debuted in '97 and couldn't. Yeah, I didn't mind watching that wacky Dharma making Greg get up with all those sorts of crazy things. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was tough. Yeah, there was a real product of its time, eh? Don't agree. Um, right, Patty, what's your best series? Uh, I yeah, it was was a little bit slimmer. Uh, the '97. Uh, debuting series I went a bit nerdy Just one that I watched a lot as a kid Was Stargate SG-1 um, Probably more because I liked the original film A lot But uh, I watched a lot of SG-1 Is SG-1 the one that has uh, MacGyver? Yes Okay, good. Which was always on Sky 1 MacGyver mm. yeah. or no, Stargate. It was like SG-1 Hercules and Xena just Pretty sure MacGyver on. also was yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Sammy, um, I I've picked something that I've I probably haven't watched lots and lots of, but it uh, I think it probably maybe it didn't kickstart a genre, but it's been going. I think it's still going. Um, and that's the uh, Adventures of DCI Tom Barnaby and Midsummer Murders. <laughs> 
Midsummer Murders came up a lot in my searches, and <clears throat> I've heard good things about it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it. um, it's a good watch. Mm. Sorry? No, it's me. Uh, look, I, I really struggled, and I desperately wanted to stick to something that came out in 97, and I had a backup plan if I couldn't find it, but I did a very deep dive. <laughs> and my selection is McDonald's Young Entertainers. <laughs> oh, Ronnie Gay, yes. strong, strong. Ronald Kreitiana Junior. Junior's "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" will forever live long in my heart. <laughs> yeah, you, you win that round. I was an Ainsley yeah. Allen person myself. Sorry. <laughs> um, what, what, while I agree with the Bob as the absolute winner of the round, um, I've got. Can I just cheat a little bit on my selections? So. Yes. I've got a I've got a show from '97, and I've also got a season that I really liked. So the show that debuted in '97 is um, I'm Alan Partridge, um, which that. is yeah very underrated and kind of just I don't know when you watch The Office and I, I watched The Office before I watched I'm Alan Partridge and then you watch I'm Alan Partridge and there's a lot of similarities um, that mockumentary type thing, but. Uh, my favourite for that one is Seinfeld season nine, um, which is the baggage is the last season, but um, final season. Yeah, uh, it's got episodes of The Butter Shave, The Serenity Now, The Slicer, The Merv Griffin Show, which could be my favourite Seinfeld <laughs> episode of all time, and The Strike, uh, which contains the infamous high holiday of Festivus invented by Frank Costanza. And all of those episodes actually aired in 1997. There was about 12 episodes in 97, the last eight in 98. So just from those 12 episodes even, uh, some fantastic, some fantastic TV. So um, the debut, Alan Partridge for season, Seinfeld season nine. I was sure you were going to say the Roseanne show. <laughs> um, I, that w- the last season of Seinfeld was my backup plan before I found Young Entertainers. Um, and I, that, even though the last episode is critically panned, it was the most watched TV episode in history at the time. And yep. I can't remember what other show it was, but another show referenced it um, where I thought, well, maybe it was like Spin City or something like that, where every, people weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing because everyone was at home watching the last episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, Please yeah, correct I, me I, if I I'm wrong was... about that reference, but it was something like that. And yeah, look, it's um, everyone hated episode that episode. Might not be great, but I, I, yeah, definitely worth a mention. Um, any other honourable mentions? Telly tubbies. Yeah, I got the telly tubbies. Um, if I'm honest, I I would just recess for both. Um, I thought about Pokemon for. Mm. I, I think recess, yeah, or and probably South Park over and Pokemon. All those three, I would pick over the um, live action. Um, I think this time at this period, I was watching Cartoon Network before school. Like I'd get ready for school, and then I'd be able to watch Cartoon Network until it was time to leave. And and this is when Angry Beavers, Pat mentioned, Cow and Chicken. Um, mm-hmm. And Johnny Bravo all came out, and I particularly liked Cow and Chicken. Um, and 
so that that made my honourable mentions as well. I'd like to. Uh, I, all, the, I have an honourable mention that says the Cartoon Network generation, um, and Angry Beavers, Cow and Chicken, I Am Weasel. Um, mm. But I'm referencing them as um, the reason I stopped watching cartoons. Oh wow! Yeah, I I just because because when I started watching cartoons, it was obviously we know X Men animated series, which I was a big fan of. We've got a whole series on that. Um, if you want to listen, don't listen. Um, <laughs> and, you know the Batman animated series, um, Gargoyles, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All these, all these shows that were like had a bit of an ongoing storyline, and I just found the Cartoon Network generation was like too silly for this weirdly matured cartoon taste I had, and so I checked out. Um, that was, okay, yeah. um, Weasel. Oh, so annoying. Cat dog. Johnny Bravo is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, Bravo is awful. Um, any other honourable mentions? None from me. I did mine at the top. Yeah. yeah you guys. <laughs> you guys. You boomers, Simon and Pat, love fucking with the flow. Yeah, there's a bit, the, the 86 babies are just useless. Yeah. Um, all right, gaming. Ooh. What a year for gaming. What a year. Um. We'll uh, we'll start with uh, Simon this time. John Lomas Rugby. Next Sam? <laughs> uh, not John Lomas Rugby. Oh, I thought we were just going to run through it. No, Final Fantasy VII. We've got a whole yeah. uh, thing on that as well. Seven, oh, we've got a great podcast. episode on Jonas and Final yeah. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, you want to go back and listen, go for it. Yeah, Final Fantasy. We're contractually yeah. obligated to pick one of those two games for podcast yeah. purposes. I'm keen to hear Pat's and then mine, and then I'm keen to have an open discussion about our, how we got to these points because I think we're all going to be on a similar page here. Patty? Uh, I'm going to actually change mine just to give something else. Oh, uh, Grand Theft Auto, the original. Mm. Um, That's an um, honourable mention of mine. I picked Jonas. So, Jonas and, wins. Yeah, Jonas wins. I, I, I thought about this long and hard. I, I actually, the third one that made my sort of debate was Goldeneye. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. How can that um, not be a, be a possibility? But I thought about the, um, the impact on my life that Jonah's had. And that's, that's why it wins for me, because it was something that I did with all of my friends, whereas all of the other things except one in my list of honourable mentions was something I did by myself. Goldeneye is a good multiplayer game. Yeah, but I, in fact, I, I had to play Goldeneye with someone else because I didn't have a Nintendo 64, so I used to play yes. that at Phil Tunnicliffe's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the same situation um, as us. Yeah, obviously Final Fantasy VII is phenomenal. Um, a lot of people would argue that, uh, there'd be a lot of people out there worldwide that would say that's their favourite game. Uh, but same with Goldeneye. Do you guys have any sort of thoughts around, like, why you went with what you went with? Oh, because I, w- I wanted to do something different than Jonas. Uh, <laughs> mine was Jonas, but Grand Theft Auto was awesome as well. Mm. Lomu's just the amount of fun that we had with friends and stuff over the years. Mm. Um, and just, we've already talked about in depth why that's such a great game. 
Um, I think GTA was a great pick as well because that kind of changed gaming. You know, it turned into one of the most profitable and iconic franchises of all time. Final Fantasy VII, again, on a personal level, it made me play other Final Fantasy games, uh, introduced me to a whole new genre and, you know, widely considered to be possibly the best game of all time. GoldenEye, again, you know, whole swathes of kids, just much like Jonah's, I think. GoldenEye was like that for kids. Um, they just went around to people's houses and played it all night for years and years. Um, so, look, there's four really good picks there. And the final one, I would say, as an honourable mention for me, is The Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah, which, um, us Blanford boys, absolute uh, Monkey Island revelers. Yeah, I've got a couple other mentions. Um, probably one that I know the Blanfords wouldn't have played. Um, Star Wars X-Wings versus TIE Fighters. <laughs> that's awful. That is Excellent awful. Excellent game. Um, like, remove the Star Wars element. It was actually just a really cool, like, fighter pilot game. It was really cool. Um, Gran Turismo also came out this year, mm. um, yeah. which was a bit of a game changer for the, the racing car game genre because you really were just playing Formula One or Need for Speed. Um and then that my other honourable mention, positive honourable mention, would be FIFA 98, which obviously came out in 97, which is the FIFA way. Mm. It was the road mm. to the World Cup. And yeah. every time you put that disc in, opens with a little bit of song too by Blur. Yeah. And I, it, was, it was my first FIFA, and I just absolutely adored it. Um, was that, could you play indoor? Yep. Well, I don't know if you it was 98, but right. there was one where you could play indoor footy. I think I think, I think you could play indoor in that one. Yeah. Did it have tub thumping on two? Perhaps. I thought there was I, a game I, that... I swear there's a game that you got into in it, and it was, I get knocked down, like the first song you yeah, that came on. Yeah, it might have been World Cup 98. Mm. Oh. Um, my only other honourable mention is... Um, I think we, we're all well aware that I have a bit of a love for the Mortal Kombat uh, <laughs> series. Um, and of their 11 fighting games, like combat games, because they've got a few spin-offs that are like side-scrollers and stuff like that, but of their 11 fighting games, Mortal Kombat 4 is by far the worst. And that came out in 97. Uh, i got a so, couple. Oh, yeah. Uh, Abe's Odyssey. Excellent. Oh, that was good. Uh, good little game on PC, I believe. Um, also on PC, Age of Empires. Uh, and mm. Tekken 3, uh, arguably the best Tekken game. Um, and Crash Bandicoot 2. That's, yeah. I'm something. something was on World Cup 98, just for the Ah, uh, that's what it was. <laughs> um, and Simon, I'm... Disappointed you haven't mentioned the Intelligent Cube Karushi that uh, came out in 1997. One of. The, no, not one of. Po the, the worst game ever to, <laughs> to ever to exist. Look up on you, somebody, Karushi. It's just the pits. Well, I tell you, I did this in the research uh, for this. I thought Karushi must did be you? around there. Yeah. And I watched a guy do a walkthrough of Karushi and explain how it actually works. Um, it's an awful, awful game. Um, but no it, idea but what it, you guys um, are talking about. <laughs> it was on a demo that we like the figure PlayStation, and it was just on this demo. And my god, it was awful. Anyway, 
yeah, that's me. Sweet. So Jonas gets the win. Um, yeah. And, and and a pretty pretty good long list of honourable mentions, I think. Absolutely. Right, so to the sporting section, we've got uh, sporting moment and sporting team. Um, and this does take some this does take some research. Um, let's go with Pat first. Uh, I've got I've got two honourables we'll save to the end, but there's one standout sporting moment, um, and it's got to be the Tyson air bite. In 1997, um, well documented. I know where I was. I can remember where I was when that happened. Oh, there's Diana territory. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's admirable mentions for sure. Sammy, also a mention for me. It's tough. Um, mine is. Uh, a young Tiger Woods winning his first major, the Masters, by 12 shots, which is (laughs) outrageous. Um, He was the first African-American winner of the Masters or of of African-American descent and also the youngest youngest Masters winners. Change golf um, for the next, Mm. well, change golf pretty much. Mm. He was 21, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's mine too. And Sam um, said all the points I wanted. It just one other. He shot uh, eighteen under, despite being plus four on the front nine on the first day. Wow! So he shot um, shot minus twenty two on the final sixty three holes. <laughs> that is good. That is why he. That is. It is exactly why he became who he was. Like that's a defining yeah. moment. In sporting history. Um, But it's not my moment. My moment is the Montreal screw job. (laughs) What? Let me enlighten you guys. Yeah, please. On the 9th of November, 1997, at, what was it? Let me check so I get this right. Uh, Survivor Series was held in Canada uh, of a WWF championship. <laughs> I thought this was and sports. Sports entertainment. It would have been in TV shows. So, Brett the Hitman Hart, the defending world champion, was fighting Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. Oh. And Vince McMahon, who was the owner, had requested what had scripted that uh, Shawn Michaels would beat Bret Hart because Bret Hart was defecting to WCW in the following year and he didn't want a champion and in inverted commas there leaving his organization he had to lose his title before he left and Bret Hart said that's fine but I will not lose in front of my home fans because he was Canadian and Vince McMahon said, that's fair enough. Vince McMahon then went behind his back and arranged with the referee and HBK that when he put, when HBK had him in his trademark sharpshooter submission hold, 
the referee would ring the bell even though Bret Hart hadn't submitted giving Shawn Michaels the title it's incredible you watch it the bell rings Shawn Michaels grabs the belt sprints out of the arena the crowd is absolutely furious and Bret Hart has absolutely no idea what's going on I'm with Pat. That should that should have been in best series on the television. Yeah, Shut that would have given up. you that too. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it, Sean. I pre- I for one appreciate it. Got a I've got one good honourable, which I almost took. Um, Ninety seven Origin. It's the cattle dog incident. It's where um, game three was a dead rubber. Um, New South Wales already won, and they knew that Queensland was just going to come out and just basically try and hurt them. I think Tommy Rodoticus was the assistant coach for New South Wales. And he had a call that was cattle dog, which was basically uh, at a breakdown or at scrum time. Uh, the front row was just basically meant to just start opening up and start a punch up. Uh, they did this and Andrew Johns was playing hooker at the time. <laughs> he ends up getting laid out by Jamie Goddard. So there was a great sporting moment. Matty Johns <laughs> plays it as often as he can. <laughs> that is a great sporting moment. Um, we'll go to team, and then we'll come back to any more honourable mentions. Yeah, Pat, um, you boomer. Um, so back to you, Pat, for best team of 97. Um, yeah, this is a weird one. I, I've got, for, for team, I've got teams. This is the weird era of rugby league where Half the teams were playing Super League and half were playing ARL. So my best team is going to be the teams, which are all those weird teams that came out of the woodwork around that time. time. Uh, so <laughs> Adelaide Rams, the Western slash Perth Reds, the Hunter Mariners, the Gold yep. Coast Chargers, and the South Queensland Crushers, whose mascot oh, was crushes. a train. Nice. And somehow the Warriors still didn't make the playoffs. Um, Sammy? Look, it was a tough one, this. Um, and I feel I might be taking yours here, Sean. If not yours, Simon's. Um, I'm going with the Sri Lankan cricket team, uh, who scored 952 for six in a test against uh, India. Uh, Stanith Jayasaraya got 340 with a massive 576th second wicket partnership with, uh, I can't remember his first name, but Mahanama, who got 225. Sean Mahanama. Only two sixes in their entire innings. Um, and th- I think that just would have, like, that's the peak of Sri Lankan cricket. Um, hmm. Well, it's just coming off the previous year winning the World Cup, isn't it? Oh, and I just, yeah, and I just remember, I, like as a cricket player myself, just looking at the scorecard, I was like, how did you get to 950? I would have been so over it as the fielding team. Like even when the two guys got got out, they could have just declared, but no, they batted for 300 more runs. That's the kind of spiteful batting that you get uh, You get in a two-dayer and Div 4 and Saturday cricket. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, Simon? Yeah, um, so for me, I'm going with the Detroit Red Wings. 
mm. um, of the, the National Hockey League. They swept the finals for for love over the Philadelphia Flyers, and they had seven Hall of Famers wow. on mm. their roster. And I've even heard of some of them, which is yeah, you know, my hockey knowledge is pretty. Yeah, Eisenman's one of them. Sergey Sergey Fedorov, another mm. big name. Um, Vyacheskov Fedosov, Igor Larionov, Nicholas Lindstrom, that's another big name, Larry Murphy, Brendan Shanahan, and Stevie Eisenman. So I went with the Detroit Red Wings, 4 sweep, and seven Hall of Famers. Um, yeah. Do you, do you know those names because you played the PlayStation game where you're just trying to make those fights happen the entire time? Oh, those games are so good. Um, yeah, probably both, both, both the game, and then some of those guys were still like Fedorov and Eisenman were still around, like at the birth of the internet and you know Sports Center and stuff. So I knew a little bit of that from them. I know one ice hockey player, Brett Wayne one. Gretzky. There you go. Thought you were going to say Happy Gilmore. <laughs> good point. Um, and Gordon Bombay. Um, my team, um, uh, a little, I'll give the background information first. Um, they went their season undefeated, save a first round. Well, they were undefeated, but in their first round, they drew every other game was a win. Um, they were the previous winners the, the year before in the inaugural competition. Uh, so my team of the year is the Auckland Blues. <laughs> they won every game in 97 after winning Super 12 in 96. That draw in round one was 40-40 against Northern <laughs> Transvaal at Loftus. Um, <laughs> and uh, just, um, just while I've got you there, from 15 going down, Adrian Cashmore, Brian Lima, Ronnie Clark, Lee Stensness, Joely Vaderi, Carlos Spencer, Officer Junior Tanu, Zinzan Brook, Captain, Michael Jones, Mark Carter, Robin Brook, Leo Lafaelli, Craig Down, Short Fitzpatrick, and Olo Brown's the starting 15. Was that the year where Caltex had the little oblong stickers of all the players you used to collect? Mm. Yes, yes. Because 97 must be the year that Jonah played for the Chiefs. Yeah, probably was. Because he's not in this Blues lineup, um, yeah. And only a couple of good mentions off the bench too. Uh, Dylan Meeker and Charlie Reichelman. Nice. Coached by the great Graham Henry. Um, Dylan Meeker now a judge, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Who's, uh, yeah, are we going to try and pick a winner? I guess we could go with um, Tiger Woods, I think, because you guys both picked him. So he wins moment and team because he's a one-man team. Yeah, the the Mike Tyson bite is was definitely up there for me too. Mm-hmm. That's definitely on my list. Um, I, there's a couple other things. Martina Hingis won the Aussie Open at the age of sixteen. Outrageous. And then went on to win the US and uh, US and Wimbledon and came second at Roland Garros. You mentioned it earlier, um, but also the first time a computer beat a chess grandmaster. Yeah. Um, pretty big. Gary Kasparov, um, my mate Casey in my class, loves him. Um, and I've got Latrell Sprewell strangling PJ Carlissimo, his coach uh, for yeah, the Golden State Warriors. It's, yeah, it's, um, you can't do that. That's right, you can't do that. <laughs> he got suspended for a year. 
Um, I also had the Bulls, um, who obviously yeah. were halfway through their second three-peat. Also in that season, uh, uh, Dennis Rodman uh, kicked a referee in the nuts, I think. Is it a referee? Oh, someone. What? A photographer, that's it. A medium yeah, a photographer. Yeah. He's definitely a photographer. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, apologies. Um, the flu game, uh, MJ's flu game was that year too against the Jazz in game five. Uh, yeah. Um, a couple of cricket things. Obviously, we heard <laughs> about Sri Lanka. Um, Stephen Fleming becomes the Black Caps' youngest ever captain at 23. Daniel Vittori becomes the Black Caps' youngest player at 18. But more importantly, in the inaugural international cricket max series, the Max Blacks, <laughs> captained by Roger Twos, defeated the England Lions 2-1. Did Carl Bulfin steam in from one end? Uh, I've got the team here. No, I was just, I was just joking. Um. Uh, <laughs> I believe <laughs> Phil Chandler was in the team. Aaron the... Barnes. Robert Kennedy. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. We'll play with Rob. The Zimbabwe New Zealand tie there, one and day international. Um, Gavin Larson run out on the last ball amidst crowd surging onto the field. <laughs> Any other sporting people moments things? Now let's get to history. Yeah, and so Sorry. I thought we. I've got. I've just sort of. I'm just classing pop culture as history here. Um, I think we all know what's going to win history. And it's weird to say it's a win, but maybe not then. Um, Well, I'll I'll go first and mention um, when um, the Princess Diana incident um, changed the world. I remember that morning very clearly I went to school I was in year six or standard four, as it was known at the time. And um, my very British teacher made every morning five or six students had to get up and give a piece of news that they'd, you know, researched the night before or brought from the paper or something and just do like a 30 second report. Mm. And as predicted, um, most people reported on Princess Diana's death. And uh, one class member, um, had obviously done his research prior to the news and reported on St. Bernard's first 15 victory on the weekend. And my very English teacher absolutely scolded him for not doing Princess Di news. (laughs) Have you guys got that too? Uh, No, um... We're doing cultural history. What are we doing here? Just both. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably the, the, the biggest moment. Um, best um, will come as no surprise to most people for me is um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone coming out. Um, changer of a book and series. Sorry, yeah, Simon, so. that's also been cancelled. <laughs> yeah, sure. But no, Harry Potter 1 coming out, um, no doubt about it for me, is... Um, yeah, Number one on the list. That's a massive moment. Huge. Harry, Harry Potter, for me, uh, was the number one. Um, is O.J. Simpson being sentenced? 97? Yep. 
Yep. Uh, no, he's found guilty in the civil trial. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't quite know. I I had the Mike Tyson bite in there too. Um, even yeah. though it's not just a like I think like I can remember where I was for that and the and Princess Diana um, dying when I found out about that. Pat, yeah, uh, mine I didn't know about until we researched for this episode, and uh, I'm just going to read out the the Wikipedia point of this one. The 71st annual Macy's Thanksgiving Parade was held in New York City <laughs> with high winds gusting up to 50 miles an hour, which led to the Cat in the Hat balloon crashing into a lamppost between 72nd and Central Park West, injuring four people. In addition, the Pink Panther balloon went out of control shortly after reaching Broadway and was shredded by a stoplight. The balloon of Barney was torn <laughs> in the side by a lamppost between 55th and Broadway which um, which the balloon would later be removed and the incident would go viral in 2013 in a video <laughs> titled Thanksgiving 97, The Day Barney Was Killed. Uh, I watched that video about 30 times when I was off sick the other day. Um, and there's some other good ones, The Cat in the Hat as well. We'll, uh, we'll definitely be putting that uh, a link to that YouTube video up on, uh, on our so socials. That is phenomenal. Absolutely. So that's everyone? Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of honourable mentions. Yeah, so I'll, I'll wait. Go, Simon. Should we go one all honourable right. mention at a time here? Because we'll all have a Yeah, few. let's go round table. Mm -hmm. you know, you um, Ellen DeGeneres comes out. That's quite a big deal. Mm. She should have cancelled. Yeah, look, Ellen DeGeneres... Not my favourite comedian, shall I say, but um, absolutely. A huge On the website that um, that news came up for me when I was doing research, it had the title um, "In News That Surprised No One." <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres came out. Well, didn't it? Wasn't it like a um, magazine? It just said, "I'm gay," and it had a big, big, big face on it. Yeah, I think also her character she did her it TV on, show yeah. had come out first, yeah, but, yeah, but that's, she that's right. hadn't, uh, which was an interesting um, tidbit. Okay. Um, Sammy? Uh, the cloning of Dolly the sheep. Ah, I remember that being yeah. like big news. Big news. Yep. Big ethical yep. news. Uh, Patty? Oh, so that'll be where this one comes in. So I just read one of the notes off uh, Wikipedia that said Bill Clinton banned federal funding for any research of human yeah. cloning, which I was mm. like, uh, funding human cloning. It's, it's also the funny. year he um, started his, he got re-elected for a second term. He also yeah. fell over and hurt his knee, which would later require surgery, I found out. I also found it funny that 96 multiplicity came out. So then I was like, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, trying to test the waters to see if we'd be okay with human cloning. And it was a no. I'm, I'm here for multiplicity. Uh, my my, my honourable mention will be Steve Jobs going back to Apple after 12 years and um, the initial planning for the iMac, iTunes, iPod, iPad, and iPhone began. Wow. Oh, Iggy. Simon? Um, yep. I've got um, Gianni Versace is murdered. Mm. Um, shot. Uh, that was really 
huge and it came after Diana I think um, and as referenced by the great Father Dougal Maguire God Ted <laughs> you remember that fellow who was so good at fashion there to shoot him <laughs> um, yeah so that's, uh, that's another, another big moment yeah yeah, I've got. got <clears throat> I might just jump in quickly because I've got a few other deaths that we could cover off here. Um, okay. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. was shot. Uh, Chris Farley uh, had a combined cocaine and heroin overdose, mm. and um, Michael Hutchins of Inexcess uh, had that accidental autoerotic asphyxiation death. Ooh, <laughs> whoa! And Jeff Buckley died. There you go. And Mother Teresa. Uh, Mother Teresa as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mother Teresa, a famous holy person who doesn't have a video of them sucking tongues with a young boy's Dalai Lama, you could learn something <laughs> from her. <laughs> uh, Sammy? Uh, I'll just do my two last ones. Um, mm -hmm. Ireland, Ireland granted its first divorce in 1997, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and good, yeah. the first functioning Wi-Fi mm -hmm. in 97, which I thought was really early. Yeah, yeah. it is early. Mm. Good. Patty? Yeah, I've, I've only got two more as well. So the mass suicide of the Heaven's Gate cult is 97. Oh, that's interesting, eh? Have a read uh, of that. Yeah, big fan. Um, they were supposed was something about the Haley Bop comet um, uh, trying to escape a UFO or something. Yeah, the UFO was going to come. They were going to go off the with the aliens, Dit and Doe or something. Was their leaders? They were pretty funny. Um, and TVNZ broadcast MTV into Aotearoa for the first time. Hmm. Yeah, a bit of talk soup for you. Tyra <laughs> um, Banks. First, um, first black swimsuit, oh, yeah, cover of the swimsuit, SI, yep. Sports Illustrated uh, magazine, which doesn't seem like a big deal now because no one reads magazines, but um, it was a big deal back then. Uh, my last pit of uh, honourable mentions, toe wrestling, which is a competitive sport, Um is held every year in a championship in England. In 1997, the Olympic Committee turned the sport down as a possible entry to the Olympics on the basis that they couldn't decide whether or not it would be a winter or summer sport. <laughs> That's the only thing that held it back. I guess so. <laughs> wow. Say worse things in the Olympics. Um... So, we've got to pick a 1997 winner, lads. And uh, it's definitely it's not, not a... even It's not even close, I don't reckon. Oh, mm, yeah. Clearly, the, clearly the, the balloons at Thanksgiving, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Nah, you mentioned it earlier, Sean. I, I reckon it's got to be the Spice Girls. Yeah. I think so. I agree with that. Cultural, long-lasting impact. Um and a great episode of this podcast. Yeah, that had that had long, long impact. 
unlike you know the death of Princess Diary. This year, give it to the Spice Girls. Oh, just before we before we go on, because you mentioned Princess Di, I am a big conspiracy theory uh, um, artist. Of course, yeah. Is, is there any um, off podcast coming? <laughs> Any thoughts from you guys as to whether that was an accident or not? Could well have been a setup. Could well have been like quite easily, right? There's no reason. There's no you can't you can't um, you can't argue that it quite possibly could have been a setup. I'm still reeling from um, Homer's conspiracy theory about. Um, JFK when he finally figured out that Lee Harvey Oswald stole the Jack Ruby. So I'm out on uh, all conspiracy <laughs> theories. Well, it's two episodes of our new conspiracy theory podcast coming up. <laughs> the moon landing was in the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. What moon landing? <laughs> Do we go to an overall 90s um, thing or is that is that was that it? I think we gave it to the Spice Girls. Yeah, Spice Girls, definitely. Spice Girls. <laughs> Much bigger. Didn't want to go, we didn't want to go with Tamagotchis. Ooh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Just a little nugget my, I wanted to save up for the end there. My Tamagotchi, speaking of nuggets, my Tamagotchi just ended up with a, uh, a screen full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened if you left it too long? It just had right. shit all over. Tamagotchis. I mean, you spent. I mean, I, I never had one. Did you have one, Sam? I don't remember that. Yeah, definitely had one. And you just spent so much time with so little reward. Like they kind of sucked, but it was something that was really big, and that I don't think would ever exist now. Eh? Like people want instant reward, and what was the reward? Like it got to twenty-two days old or something. You're meant to keep it alive. I went a step worse. I reckon I had one for like two days and lost the actual thing. <laughs> Devastating. Didn't get better replacement. I had them. I had a few. Um, I think Spice Girls is a is a fair winner. Feel free to hit us up in the slacks if you disagree with us, um, or if we missed anything that was very notable from the year of nineteen ninety seven. Um, we're thinking we might try and do these quarterly. Um, they do take a bit of research, but they are good fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, where before are we? we sign off, yeah. before we sign off, um, can we um, rank nineteen ninety seven and nineteen ninety one? Oh yeah, let's have a running tally. Yeah, for me, nineteen ninety seven. That there was a lot more in nineteen ninety seven than nineteen ninety one for me. So I would go ninety seven. Ninety-one. Okay, uh, yeah. I so I agree with you in terms of the content. Like ninety-seven's content is better, but if you ask me to compare our two winners, that's a little bit difficult. You know, like the ninety-one Bulls versus the Spice. I suppose the Spice Girls. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Not even close for me. What you mean, like the Spice Girls way above the Bulls? Yeah. Again, long-lasting. Yeah, not the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I suppose when you come down to it at the end, when you're picking an overall winner of the 90s, it might... No, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, yeah. Base, well, based on that, for me, both content and winner, then, yeah, 97 is the winner. Great. So next time we do it, we'll, 
will remember yep. that we ranked 97 first. Yep. And yep. Um, get like a ranking it, chart. It'd be very interesting to see if our ranking chart is just going to go from high 90s to low 90s based on our ages or if <laughs> yeah, yeah, something probably. in the low yeah. 90s can throw us. Um, I feel sorry for 9090 when that pops up. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, before we go, hit us up. Uh, follow us on the socials at WIWT90S, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. It's also our YouTube handle. Um, and we're on Spotify and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts and other various podcast platforms. Um, please keep up the reviews. Um, see if I, we've got some. I've seen our. We've got a few reviews on Spotify, but I don't think on Spotify you can actually say something. I think it's just a star rating. So I might check in on some of our other ones to see if there's any written ones and read them out. Um, if I can work out how to do that which maybe I can. All right, you tub thumpers, it's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Pat Sellers. You're Sean Kelly. And I'm Simon Blanford. How do we muck this up again? It's (laughs) you, I thought you were doing it on purpose. Is it me? I just thought it was Sam, Pat, Sean, me. I I thought you were like really faking them out. Playing a game of oh, hard farmer slash chicken. Uh, right, I can't remember what we called it last time. <laughs> and we oh, wish it was the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Take back. it again. <laughs> Welcome back, dear listeners, to this highly well organized, structured podcast where we talk uh, start about that, rad- start, start, start that again. This is actually gonna be a good podcast this one. We've got to start well. <laughs> it's like the father did. No, not right, the we'll first do, note. We'll do it again, and I'll just keep the old one in because it's funny. Sam, Pat, now put it. Can you see end. on the left? It's bonus material. Put bonus material. Sam, Pat, me, you. Sweet. <laughs>